0: At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. Early voting is already underway for Georgia's December 6th U.S. runoff, right in the middle of the Thanksgiving holiday weekend.
1: You remember that ad I did? I was trying to have us not mix politics with Thanksgiving. But I warned you that that might happen and here we are.
2: Democratic U.S. Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker are taking their stump speech all around the state.
1: Raphael Warnock's pronoun is going to be former senator. That's his pronoun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. His pronoun is going to be former senator. This race is about competence and character. And both sides are rolling out their Georgia and national political families.
0: Who do you want to fight for you in the United States Senate? Do you want a guy that represents our values like Herschel Walker? Do you want somebody that stood with Joe Biden 96% of the time? Herschel Walker was a heck of a football player. But but, but here's the question. Does that make him the best person to represent you in the U.S. Senate? Welcome
3: to our brief Thanksgiving edition. I'm Emma Hurt with Axios, and I'm very grateful for all of you.
2: Oh, and I'm Sam Greenglass, politics reporter with WABE, wishing you all a very
0: happy Turkey Day. And I'm Raul Bally, also a politics reporter at WABE, and I'm trying to tape this podcast in a house with three families and a dog chasing all the kids.
1: And I hope you will have some sweet potato on your Thanksgiving menu. I'm Susanna Capelluto, politics editor at WABE, and this is Georgia Votes 2022, the extended runoff edition, a podcast from WABE. I vote because it's a privilege. I vote duty, because I want to make an impact. I vote oh, my because local. I want yeah. leaders who care voting about my future. Voting is the gift of so freedom. So voting matters to me because I believe there is value in my voice. Raul, Sam, and Emma, we've got a little less than two weeks left. What are the campaigns about now? Are there still voters that need to be convinced on issues, or is it just about convincing voters to actually vote.
0: You know, the feel on the campaign trail, Susanna, is just getting voters back out, whether they're Republican voters, Democratic voters are independent voters. And let me start with the Warnock campaign, where it feels like it's a multi-pronged approach. You know, this week I was a campaign stop in Rockdale County, which is east of Atlanta. Senator Warnock won 73% of the vote on Election Day. Here's a little bit of what he told the crowd.
1: I know that the folks who are gathered here know this. I've been preaching long enough to know when I'm preaching to the choir. But your work is this. You've got to make sure that the people in your circle know
0: that there is more work to do. But the senator's also making stops in Republican areas. He even made a stop in Herschel Walker's hometown, which seemed to be getting under Walker's skin. Yeah, I agree
2: with you, Roel. Turnout is really big here, especially looking at the turnout rate from the November election compared to twenty eighteen. For Democrats, former President Obama is coming next week, probably the Democrats best surrogate. And Warnock's campaign fought really hard in court for Saturday voting, which will be available in more than a dozen counties. And more voting options is one way to boost turnout. But Warnock is also making, as you mentioned, a really explicit argument to independent and Republican-leaning voters. Uh, He's saying this choice isn't about party, but about character and competence. I covered Warnock at a Friday night event at Georgia Tech in this Packed lecture hall. And Warnock literally said, Tell your Republican friends, if you want a practical senator who will work on both sides of the aisle, you've got one right now in the U.S. Senate, and we should send him back.
3: And I think what we're seeing is the fact that the Warnock campaign sees that Governor Kemp and all other statewide Republicans won easily. So they see that that is where the state is at. And That is the strategy that they're leaning into now. And they also see an opening given the split ticket voting. And the other thing I'll add is just it's noteworthy to me that Senator Warnock, while he's having President Obama, that's about it. He doesn't have many other national surrogates coming in. No sitting national Democratic elected officials. Dave Matthews Band is his only other celebrity surrogate so far. And it's very different from Herschel Walker, which we have seen bring in so many Republican senators making the case for him from, you know, Tom Cotton to Rick Scott. It's just quite a divergence in the strategy that these two are committed to right now. Yeah. So let's talk about Walker's campaign. What's what's happening on that side? Walker is kind of sticking to the same message that he had in the general. He's, he's leaning into issues that you might see as more divisive for a general election, like talking quite a bit about men in women's sports, anti-trans youth athletes, rhetoric campaigning again with Riley Gaines, a swimmer who's become quite an advocate on this issue. He talks about abortion on the campaign trail. This is not something that we saw from Governor Kemp in the general election. And this is not the kind of issue that we see Senator Warnock talking about either. And I think it reflects the fact that Herschel Walker needs Republicans to vote for him. So it's a little bit more of a, a base turnout strategy in a general, whereas Wernock, as we know, is going straight for the middle, straight for the independent, moderate, maybe swing voter, Republican Georgians. Speaking about Governor
1: Kemp, um, he stumped for Herschel Walker once so far over the weekend. What else is he
0: expected to do? So Em and I were at that Kemp-Walker event. It was in Cobb County at one of the most popular gun stores in the area. Let me give you a taste of, of that stump speech. He will go and fight for those values that we believe in here in our state. And that's why it's time to retire Raphael Warnock and send Herschel Walker to the United States Senate. I would expect Governor Kemp to be out there. You know, Kemp is becoming a national figure in Republican circles. And if he's going to be a national candidate, it starts with races like this
3: yeah and again to speak to how how weird things have gotten even democrats were campaigning in a way with brian kemp that day earlier that morning the democratic party of georgia literally called a press conference for kemp warnock voters in which they you know had these voters talk about why they voted for brian kemp in raphael warnock which is just speaks to the power that everyone sees in in brian kemp's name right now in georgia after the general
2: Now, let's set aside Kemp the rally surrogate for a second. Politico is reporting that Kemp has cut an ad for Walker that will begin airing on Thanksgiving. Kemp has also shared his turnout operation with the McConnell-aligned Senate Leadership Fund, that is lists, targeting tools, and staffers. Republicans now say they have something like 500 staffers in the field. And just for a note of comparison, the Warnock campaign says that they have 900 staffers in the field and that they're going to knock more doors over this four-week runoff than they did during the last four months of the general election.
3: Look, I mean, going forward, this just puts Brian Kemp in a pretty great spot where he can take credit for Walker's win if he wins. But if he doesn't win, well, that's Herschel Walker's candidacy. And it wasn't my doing. And at the same time, now he has no real risk to showing up with Herschel Walker, as we've seen, whereas he did certainly have that in the
0: general. I want to mention two other important dynamics. And you heard Sam kind of first bring it up. and, And that's this. Fight over Saturday voting. It originally was the Georgia Secretary of State and the Attorney General's office. But you know what? Once they lost in local court and the Georgia Court of Appeals, they hit the eject button and turned their focus to Saturday voting. It's interesting that it's the Georgia Republican Party and the RNC who picked up the ball on this. So I'm going to be watching the turnout on Saturday and the turnout on Sunday, something Senator Warnock is talking about a lot on the campaign trail. Then we have mandatory in-person early voting all of next week, Monday through Friday.
1: Let's take a break. This is Georgia Votes 2022, the runoff edition. I'm Susanna Capaluto. Sounds Like ATL is a music documentary series that takes an in-depth look at the artists amplifying Atlanta's famed music community. Built around a desire to highlight Atlanta's diverse and world-renowned music scene, Each episode features unforgettable, intimate musical performances by fresh new musical guests, each with exclusive interviews about the stories behind their music. Listen to Sounds Like ATL Saturday evenings at 7 on WABE and WABE.org. Welcome back to Georgia Votes 2022, our Thanksgiving edition with Sam, Raul, and Emma. You all have been on the campaign trail, and we know that Raphael Warnock frequently stops and answers questions from reporters but Herschel Walker, while he's making a lot of appearances on Fox News, has not faced journalists in a huddle this runoff. So I'd be interested to find out what questions would you put to Herschel Walker if he granted you access.
3: Yeah, Susanna, and I'll just add that it's been even before the general election that he has stopped taking questions from reporters on the ground. I'm really curious about the trans youth sports issue that he's really focused on and whether he sees any risk to the mental health of trans youth and talking about it like this because as we know the suicide rate for trans youth is higher and advocates say that it's in part because of this kind of rhetoric that demonizes these kids so I i would be curious if that's something he's thought about
2: Yeah, I agree with Emma. I think that would be my number one question and also why he thinks it's a good strategy as he's trying to compete for voters in this runoff. I mean, it was a significant portion of his stump speech the last time I saw him on the trail. And that gets me to my question, which is I'd want to ask him why does he think that Governor Kemp got something like 200,000 more votes than he did and what he's doing to bring those voters to his corner in this runoff. I guess part of his answer might be that he's deploying Governor Kemp on the campaign trail. But I'm curious why he thinks uh, that gap existed.
3: You know, I would also ask him if who he would have voted for for minority leader in the Senate between Mitch McConnell and Rick Scott. That was a big fight between the two of them. And all other Republican senators had to take a vote. How would he have voted?
0: And, and one other thing, this interesting dynamic on the fundraising side of things of, of Republican-backed organizations who are fundraising off Herschel Walker's name but giving very little money to him, sometimes just pennies on the dollar. That, that intrigues me. I'd love to ask him about that. But also the idea of what of Emma was talking about, the fact that Leader McConnell held that election before the Georgia runoff was held.
3: Yeah, both former President Trump and the NRSC and and Senator Rick Scott both did that to Walker fundraising on on his name, but but taking the majority of the money.
2: I mean, one thing I'll note is while we really appreciate that Senator Warnock almost always takes questions, he is so on message when he gaggles, like He does not deviate at all from his stump speech talking points that sometimes you're like, huh, I asked this question and I'm not sure if I got a great answer to it. He did answer, but I'm not sure how much substance I got out of it. I think that's one thing I'd add to this mix.
3: I think it's a really good point, Sam. And it's also true that this is a trait that Warnock shares with Governor Brian Kemp. They're both really disciplined candidates. And while they both take a lot of questions, it is true that the answers to the questions often don't have anything new or interesting in them.
2: But I mean, a lot of what you hear from strategists about what has been effective about the Kemp campaigns and the Warnock campaigns is their disciplined message. And while that might not be fun or helpful to us reporters, you could also say from your, if you put your strategist hat on, that that is a very good strategy to keep your campaign on message and focused
3: 100 percent keeps you out of trouble
2: yeah you don't want to rock the boat in a bad way at this point in the campaign
1: all right well thanksgiving is upon us what are you all thankful for
2: My family is in town, so that's been really fun to have them here all week while we try and cover the rest of this runoffs. So I'm thankful for them. And as Emma said at the top, it's been really lovely to get to spend the last however many months meeting with you all every Thursday morning and getting to talk politics. The collaboration, the caring spirit has all very much appreciated.
3: I agree. I've learned a lot from all of you, and it's been really fun to to be back at WABE in this podcast form. I've loved it.
0: You know, the passing of Georgia House Speaker David Ralston and what happened earlier this week where uh, there was a gathering at the Capitol and they welcomed his casket, I think what I'm thankful for are all of those relationships I have in the press corps with lawmakers with staffers to see a lot of them not only current but former and just to see them all again was just you know you know this is a very small community of politicians state lawmakers and reporters we have a complicated relationship but I'm thankful for those relationships because it allows me and all of us to report on on what very important things are happening politically in the state of Georgia and what that means for people. And so I think what I'm thankful for, because I was reminded of it this week, are all of those relationships, some of them good, most of them complicated, but I think that's what I'm thankful for. And also, producer Kevin, what are you thankful for?
2: Normally I'd tell you bicycles, but because of uh, some injuries sustained because of my bicycle. uh, Definitely comfy couches, good books, and good music. And of course, uh, the clarity provided by this team on all things Georgia politics. It's been extraordinarily useful this election season.
1: Thank you, Kevin. I am really thankful for all y'all keeping us informed this very, very long election year. And that's it for this Thanksgiving edition of Georgia Votes 2022. Go and vote early. Election Day is December 6th. Kevin Rinker is our producer. And you can email us at georgiavotes at wabe.org. Georgia Votes 2022 is a production of the WABE Politics Team. We'll see you
0: next week.